What's going on, Turf Show Times? This is Kenneth Arthur, managing editor at Turf Show Times, the website, the YouTube channel, the podcast. If you're watching the YouTube, you could listen to the podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, you could watch the YouTube. This is Turf Show Times, and I'm going to go over potential draft picks for the Rams in the third round of this year's draft, which is 104th overall when LA will be on the clock for the first time, not on day one, not in round two, and not in the uh, original round three, but not far after the Rams pick in round three, they will get their first actual pick, a compensatory selection that came after the Lions hired Brad Holmes to be their GM last year. Uh, the Rams got two third round picks for that. And if it wasn't for uh, that, you know, the Rams may not be picking at all today, you know, and maybe it was that extra comp pick that allowed, you know, a less need to feel confident in trading a two day to two picks for Von Miller uh, from the Denver Broncos. And then uh, Miller signs with the bills this offseason. The Rams will get back a fifth round pick as a comp for that. And that's something um, uh, and so I want to go over though, what the Rams could do with the help of our own writer here, Randy Soares, Vini Randy Soares. Um, he wrote an article at turf show times. I'm going to go over some of the prospects with you. You can also check out that article at turfshowtimes.com. by the way, not for nothing. Anybody notice that Sebastian Joseph day is now a co-host of a podcast with Mike Tyson, how long has this been going on? I just found out how long has this been going on? Uh, and just randomly, I, I, Mike Tyson, I was looking at this just at hours ago, Mike Tyson uh, punching a guy on a plane, uh, a fan, but maybe an annoying fan. I allegedly, I don't know. Uh, that's not what we're here to do, but I thought that was strange about Sebastian Joseph Day. And I wanted to share it with uh, Rams fans, uh, even though he's now with the Chargers, and the Chargers will be selecting earlier than the Rams, but they also didn't win the Super Bowl, didn't even make the playoffs, so there you go. Um, let's talk about how the Rams can get back there, thanks to some options here. We've got 38 options by Vini, and we're going to talk briefly about them all and think who would be the best fit here for the Rams if they're still on the board when the, the Rams select. And, you know, that's part of the difficulty of this guessing game is that we don't really know who's going to be picked in the top 100. That's why we hold the draft. You know, you could make a list of maybe 50 or 60 locks, I guess. And even that's kind of sketchy this year. Not a lot of uh, consensus um, obviously we know the guys that'll be in the first round, you know, to some degree, they should all be in the top 100 and, you know, most of the guys in the second round, you know, should probably be in the top 100. That's it's this agreement that teams have that, you know, leads to draft value, right? So we've got some idea, but it's not going to be perfect. So, uh, let's go over some of these names here and we know that the Rams, their biggest need may be cornerback. I put the question to Rams fans at Turf Show Times in a survey this week, and the answer came back for what was the biggest Rams need. You answered, and you answered cornerback. Darius Williams has been signed by the Jaguars. He is gone, uh, and the Rams already probably had a need, with or without Darius Williams, because Williams wasn't fantastic last season. Uh, Jalen Ramsey 
is, is still fantastic. And then you've got David Long and Robert Rochelle, who was just a rookie last year, has some injuries, and we'll see just sort of how that comes together. But in any case, it's like, well, what kind of cornerback are you hoping for the Rams to draft? If the Rams do draft a cornerback, you have to ask yourself, what kind of cornerback do you really expect them to draft? Number one, you can't really expect the Rams to draft a cornerback who will be starting this season. But you could say, well, maybe you want a more pro-ready cornerback. He doesn't have a very high ceiling. Maybe he is a, you know, just a nickel, you know, which is still pretty valuable, more and more valuable these days. Uh, do you want a guy who's like, oh, wow, this guy's got a high ceiling. He's a great athlete. He's going to be a great project. Well, if you want that guy, um, like a, a Robert Rochelle, you know, you might have to wait so then why are you even really drafting for need in that case you know um the rams don't have any high draft picks and, and we know they're probably not going to be able to start draft any starters not that they normally do you know uh the, a lot of the rams second and third round picks under less need didn't start in their first seasons and so and sometimes it's the sixth round picks like Jordan Fuller who come in and immediately help. So you just never really know. And there is that case again, like what kind of cornerback do you want? One that has a really nice upside, but won't be helping out this year, even though you're saying you want to help this year or a guy who can maybe help this year, um, but may not be the type that's going to get a second contract, you know. So let's see some of the options here that Vini is, has laid out at cornerback um, and his rankings for them or rankings for them. Alante Taylor out of Tennessee, six foot, 199 pounds. Uh, as Vini writes, experience and success in zone schemes as well as man coverage against top notch college talent. Natural fit into the Rams zone coverages. So maybe there you go. Maybe that's an option for a person who could play earlier in his career than some of the others, such as maybe Zion McCollum out of Sam Houston State, 6'2", 199 pounds. Uh, McCollum, one of the greatest testers at the combine this year. Um, I've I've seen from Texans uh, writers, you know, just how much they think like this is a natural fit for the Texans. You know, Texans are looking for players who just like, Houston uh, is a nice connection. Like, honestly, just the Texans have to get people who are buying into um, the being with the Texans, you know, and that's not a very easy to thing to sell right now. And it really it does require uh, players who want to be there and will buy into the culture, who will give themselves over to a, a, just a terrible team like the Houston Texans and Zion McCollum. You know, he's an incredible athlete, uh, but he comes from Sam Houston state. He didn't play against the greatest competition. He may need a few years to pan out. If the Rams take a guy like Zion McCollum, I think the idea there is maybe in three years he's starting, which has been less needs curve for a lot of guys. Some of the best picks that he's made has been on that uh, path, including Sebastian Joseph day, who we saw earlier. So, you know, that's kind of the question As you can see from Kent Lee Platt, who does the relative athletic score, which has its upsides and has its negatives. You know, you don't use it as something. Uh, it's just a frame of reference. Um, but Zion McCollum was the best RAS score in the history of RAS scores 19 for cornerbacks on 1987 to 2022, a perfect 10 on his RAS because he's got the size 6'2, uh, 199 pounds. He's got an insane vertical and insane broad jump. Uh, he's got 
such uh, unbelievable measurements there that you just have to talk about it, you know, a 988, a 975-992, uh, all here, his relative athletic score, this puts him in the 99th percentile or the 99th percentile for 40-yard dash and the 10-yard uh, split. I mean, 146 is crazy. So to see him uh, in the fourth round or the third round, you know, it's, again, it's a very raw player. Maybe he never comes out uh, and becomes an NFL player at all. Maybe, you know, maybe he does, and he's, but he, and he's just fine, you know, that, that's possible too. So you've got that situation here with like very stark contrast and differences here between Alante Taylor and Zion McCollum. McCollum, you know, he had a perfect 10 out of 10 in relative athletic score for cornerbacks, 99th percentile for his 10-yard split, which is just insane at 146, 433, 40-yard dash. Again, pretty much 99th percentile, 62, 199, incredible ver vertical, broad jump. Um, just a lot of things that you don't see out of most human beings, and that's why he'll be in the NFL. But uh, for how long and how much is he actually playing? It's the wild card situation there. Josh Job out of Alabama, obviously there you're coming from a program like Alabama. Uh, according to Randy, played hurt a lot in 2021, physical style of play. think he could fit into L.A.'s zone schemed. Special teams, which is, again, that's a great point by Randy here is that you want to look for guys who are ready to play some special teams right away, year one. And that is a skill and that is a quality that not everybody here has. And there's also other aspects to special teams, you know, whether that's return value or something else to that effect. And so if that's a, a something that you're getting marks at in your draft reports, good opportunity to get drafted, to get drafted earlier, because teams are not really expecting expecting a lot from most of their day three picks as far as becoming some sort of offensive or defensive star. You're not always going for guys who you think are going to blossom into being the next Stefan Diggs or Tom Brady. That's not how every pick works. And on day three, a lot of those picks are, you know, situational needs, special teams needs, filling out an entire roster or practice squad, getting guys in the building that you like for this reason or another. And so, you know, good point there. And we've got Josh Job and Marcus Job. Jones, a guy to Houston, undersized at 5'8", 174. He would not be a one, number one on the RAS, even though you know he's a good athlete, of course, but uh, the, the size is something that's going to hold him down. I'm not going to say hold him back, but it's certainly something that puts him in L.A.'s range on day three, and it's his uh, playmaking ability that uh, – Randy likes so much here as well as again talking about special teams and he could return kicks. I like this website nflmockdraftdatabase.com it's not a hard and fast rule for where these guys are ranked, but I like their consens consensus big boards because it does exactly what it says. It takes all the big boards and the mock drafts and it just sort of piles them all together. And this gives us a read potentially on what the feelings are right now and general average, you know, feelings are should be treated as that general and average but it is something that gets us started maybe on where these guys could be perceived to be drafted and you've got marcus jones here 87th overall uh looks like he's about 12th or 13th i would say uh yeah among the cornerbacks you've got zion mccollum here at 107th overall a few spots behind him josh job at 120 eighth overall um so those guys would be considered to be right there in that range, perhaps, for, 
and all in about roughly the the same range here uh alante taylor being the other option in that year right there at 115 so we can see these guys are right there in line with uh how randy viewed them for potentially being open to that spot obviously we've got the rankings here how about interior offensive line? To me, this is not a huge need, and it doesn't really go with what Les Need tends to do, which might be why it is what, what Les Need does in this draft. You know, he he did take guys like Brian Allen and, and Joseph Noteboom in the middle of the draft and uh, many others. So it, there is value there that he sees in the types of guys that you get there. Austin Corbett was a high second-round pick for the Browns and uh, for a reason, right? So... Dylan Parham out of Memphis is a guy I think is rising up boards, getting a lot more attention as the draft draws near. Stood out at the Senior Bowl. He's a center, but he also has versatility to play the other positions, especially interior. Um, Randy does not sure if he has the lateral agility, though, to fit with L.A.'s need, and that's important to keep in mind. Another center here, Luke Fortner out of Kentucky, 6'4", 370 pounds. is experienced in both the outside zone and the screen game. Not a great athlete, makes up for it in football IQ and effort, and he's got versatility with playing guard in the past. Another very versatile guy is Zach Tom. I believe he played left tackle yep and uh, he did that at wake forest but at 6'4 304 pounds he's not going to play left tackle in the nfl and at 6'4 304 pounds maybe he could be a center in the nfl and would be sitting there in la behind you know brian allen and david edwards who will be a free agent next year brian allen re-signed but david edwards will be a free agent next year and then you've got a competition really at right guard right so i guess i wasn't really selling that enough that maybe it is a need uh thayer munford uh, out of Ohio State obviously come with the pedigree of Ohio State Ohio State has a few guys looking at the at this draft Nicholas Petit Frere you know it's hard to say exactly where he will go uh, he is a tackle right now but will potentially be a guard at the next level uh, Munford brings guard and tackle ability and uh, it's he uh, Randy feels the lack of agility and the heavy feet make him a bad combo in an outside zone run game you've got Marquise Hayes out of Oklahoma Chris Paul out of Tulsa and he's got one of those names that when you see it, you kind of remember, oh, there's a guy named Chris Paul in this draft. Uh, Four-year starter with versatility. Donovan West um, out of Arizona State. It's actually an H in here. That's on me. That's my bad. Uh, there's an H in there, and I think that's interesting. But Arizona State, he's a center, 6'3", a little undersized there at 296 pounds. Um, maybe a reach at the pick for the Rams at 104. I'm not sure Cam Jurgens would really be a reach, though. You know, he's got a really nice athleticism coming out of Nebraska, uh, really unique in that regard, and he may go higher than pick 100. So that's uh, that could potentially be called a steal if the Rams were to pick a Cam Jurgens. But um, is that a smart pick when you've got Brian Allen? Sometimes with you know, less need. He is thinking, I'm going to draft this guy for 2025. You know, it's, he's thinking that far down the line. Uh, but there are quite a few options here laid out by Randy. If we go to our big board and see where they're sort of uh, 
other players in that same range where they're being there. We got Dylan Parm at 77. We got Cam Jurgens like at 102, which again, like, yeah, he might go above where the Rams are selecting. You've got Luke Fortner at 119, Marquise Hayes at 121, Zach Tom at 144. And I feel like, yeah, he's going up. He's moving up. Leslie Smith is moving up out of Virginia Tech. Chris Paul's moving up, like I said, out of Tulsa, 180th overall. You've got Thayer Munford, Donovan West. So all of the uh, usual suspects here. You might look at Alec Lindstrom, very successful college player. Alec Lindstrom with that Boston College offensive line is very successful, the best offensive line in football last year. Cade Mays out of Tennessee. Uh, but yeah, this would be more in the reach, which Randy continues his series here this week, and you'll see more of the guys that he's got for the fourth round. Uh, at tackle, you've got Matt Waletsko out of North Dakota, massive, 6'8", 312 pounds, which is a little light for 6'8". Um, uh, honestly, I'm sure he looks very svelte and fit, uh, and uh, you know, there's that's probably good for him, but at Six eight, three hundred twelve. Are you uh, going to be able to handle a pass rush? Uh, Rashid Walker out of Penn State, another guy I think is moving up the board. Six six, three hundred thirteen pounds. Luke Gadecki out of Central Michigan. Um, his teammate Bernard Raymond will probably get drafted in the top fifty or so, maybe first round. Um, but Gadecki is not a slouch. Six five, three hundred twelve pounds athletic um just like raymond used to be a tight end um and he's got versatility maybe raymond doesn't but uh gadecki does center guard tackle did it all at the senior bowl kellen deesh out of arizona state i think he could go top 100 as well six seven 301 pounds uh sean ryan another guy you know there's a lot not a really great consensus you know and i think these guys kellen deesh sean ryan regularly i saw them at the pac-12 leaderboards for you know week of the player of the week and stuff like that for the pack 12 um and they've got their upsides but do they really have where will they you know fit at the next level or how many uh steals are here in the offensive line on day two uh day three that'll be the question um a lot of really interesting names earlier out of the rams range and you voted at turf show times the tackle was perhaps the biggest need that's not a need uh the rams do have joseph nopum and ron havenstein right now but uh yeah it's something that you always want to be prepared we don't know exactly how nopum is going to hold up as a full season left tackle and rob havenstein is his contract you know i think it's up in a couple years but you never know what's gonna happen you've got rasheed walker at 101 kellen Deesh at 133 it looks like he's actually falling down the boards um matt well let's go moving up here so that's a good one to keep in mind i think andrew stuber might be an earlier pick than this out of michigan he's got some pretty good athleticism uh maybe will take a little bit while a bit of a while to get up to nfl speed which is again maybe a reason he is more of a target for less need but uh yeah there could be it could be interesting this seems to be a pretty big gap between a, the Abe Lucas uh, level and the Rashid Walker level. And, you know, if one of these guys falls to the Rams, you know, certainly that is going to be taken into consideration. On the edge, you've got Josh Pascal out of Kentucky, another guy I think he is moving up the boards. Dominique Robinson out of the Miami of Ohio. Uh, Isaiah Thomas out of Oklahoma. D'Angelo Malone out of Western Kentucky. And Amare Barno out of Virginia Tech. Um, certainly I think that, uh, 
these are all players that uh, are interesting. And again, they might be gone by the time the Rams are on the board. That'll be interesting to see what happens in the first round and then in the first two rounds and then start to get a sense maybe of who could be on the board. Uh, and edge is always a, a thing where you never know how soon guys are going to go. Um, and be just because teams are like, oh, why did you draft today? You have three edges. Well, I needed five. You know, that's going to happen. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where those guys go. You've got Pascal at 84. Um, D'Angelo Malone at 112, Dominique Robinson at 136, Amari Barno at 151, um, and yeah, that's, this again, it's going to be a pretty big drop-off there at a certain point, so uh, the Rams don't want to get the best one that they can get. At running back, Rashad White out of Arizona State um, could be a very good dual threat player at the next level. Maybe one of the only potential three down backs that could fall to, you know, day three. Zamir White out of Georgia. Uh, Randy, not 100% sure that he's going to fit into the Rams scheme. Maybe he's a, a bit of a Sony Michelle, uh, and he's also had two ACL surgeries. Pierre Strong, considered one of the better running backs in this draft class. Um, and again, maybe he's not even one of the top 100 prospects uh, in a, overall because he's a running back. Uh, could be a steal in that regard. Coming out of South Dakota State, 5'11", 207 pounds. Um, wouldn't have faced the best competition there at South Dakota State, uh, but he's got athleticism. He's got a lot of what teams would look for. He just didn't play uh, at uh, North Dakota State, which was a powerhouse college. Um, off ball, you know, these guys, again, running back, these guys could all be available on day three. And uh, certainly when the Rams are on the board at 104, they're not going to get Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker. Um, but, you know, even James Cook, you know, might be available. And here, obviously, he's at 90. But even James Cook, who's just really a receiving threat, could be available to the Rams. Isaiah Spiller. Maybe, you know, because you don't know that Damian Pierce isn't going to go in the second round. And, uh, you know, some of these guys go earlier than you think. Rashad White, 109. Uh, you've got Zamir White, who's just behind Tyler Algier. Pierre Strong, as I said, moving up. Um, maybe a guy like Abram Smith or Hassan Haskins or Jerome Ford. All could be possibilities. Off-ball linebacker Darian Beavers, Terrell Bernard, DeMarco Jackson. I would say I'm a fan of Beavers the most out of that group, uh, but they all do little things differently. Uh, tight end, Cade Otten out of Washington, Jake Ferguson out of Wisconsin, and Jeremy Ruckert out of Ohio State. I think this is a guy, another fast riser here. Cade Otten just always stuck around, and you know there are things there that could make him a, a good sleeper pick in this draft. Um, and really... Maybe, you know, one of the most overlooked players at tight end right now. Jake Ferguson, you know, kind of like on the other spectrum. Maybe he's getting a little, uh, he gets a lot of love. And you wonder if, if that lines up there. You got Jeremy Rucker, number three tight end overall. Not a super strong tight end class here. Probably not in the first round. Um, and, uh, yeah, the Rams could have their pick of almost any of them. Uh, whether that's maybe an athletic freak like Jel Jelani Woods. Um, one of my personal favorites, Isaiah Likely out of Coastal Carolina, because I'm such a big fan of Grayson McCall. Uh, but you got Kate Otten there at 97, Jake Ferguson at 139. If you want to take a chance on Jalen Wiedermeyer, he'd be there too. Defensive line, Fenarian Mathis uh, at 104. Um, that could be uh, the best player available, according to Randy. So... Something to take there, because, yeah, I think Fedari Mathis could be a second-round pick. 
uh, Haskell Garrett definitely had a lot of uh, time. You know, I think he was a really big recruit and, and it had his moments there at Ohio State, but never quite came and took that next level, that next step that people may have expected. But hey, he still could in the future. 6'2", 300 pounds. You got Michael Clemens out of Texas A&M, 6'5", 263. Um, so let's see where these guys line up here uh, at the defensive line. Um, Federi Mathis, 68. Uh, Haskell Garrett, 152. So, yeah, those those are uh, reasonable. Makes sense here. Uh, I know Matt Henningsen might be moving up the boards, but he's all the way down at 307. So that could be a seventh-round pick. Um, so options there. And then wide receiver, you know, you can't completely rule it out. Uh, they've signed Allen Robinson. They have Cooper Cup. There are there's Tutu Atwell and Van Jefferson on the roster. There's Jacob Harris on the roster. But if you get a steal, you get a steal. Eric Azukanma out of uh, Texas Tech and Vilas Jones, one of the fastest players in the draft out of Tennessee. He's been meeting with a lot of teams, it would seem. So those could be potentials, but you could probably wait until day four if you really – or not day four. Don't, don't wait until day four. Uh, but maybe in round four you could get somebody there. Safety, Verone McKinley. There you go. Uh, and quarterback, maybe a Carson Strong. Hey, I like this one uh, just in the sense that I think Carson Strong could be a, you know, yeah, like a fourth-round pick and could end up as the best quarterback in this draft class. Uh, just when you look at the class as a whole, it's not that crazy. Uh, Randy goes with Luke Fortner, the center. Uh, and you know maybe guard this uh, to start his career there. Obviously, if he were to go to the Rams, so you'd have Fortner uh, slotted in probably between um, Brian Allen and Rob Havenstein, and uh, there you go. You know maybe you're getting a starter this season with the draft pick potentially. So I totally get that. Um, a guy that maybe can help closer to now, even though I think. You know, Bobby Evans probably, you know, someone, if he doesn't win the job, I think somebody at the team on the team already will win the job. So I think even if you draft a guard, you're probably, in my opinion, uh, drafting a guard uh, who doesn't play this year. And if you're going to do that, you could just develop a player at any position, you know? So I think if you're going with best player available, maybe you would go then with uh, the defensive Lyman, Federian, Mathis, you know, if Federian Mathis is there for you, maybe that is it, you know, best player available, because I think anybody you draft on a, on this team, uh, other than punter is going to be a backup this year. Uh, it's how Sean McVay is operated. It is how uh, Les Snead is kind of operated. I think when you've got your first pick and it's your only pick on day two, you know, you want someone that you can go home with that day and tell the fans like, hey, we got this guy. So thanks for holding out for so freaking long. Uh, but we have this player now on the team. So I hope you enjoy it. And uh, on to the next one, you know. So uh, that's, I think, uh, that could be what you get with Luke Fortner, you know. Maybe that is the guy that makes you go like, wow, on to the next one. Very excited about this. Very happy about this. Uh, but maybe it is, a, you know, Zamir White or Pierre Strong because then you're saying also, hey, look, we know that Cam Akers missed all of last season except for the playoffs. You know, we know that uh, Daryl Henderson will be a free agent next year. And, and really, he's always had injury concerns. Um, the Rams don't really have have any other running backs to really make you think that they're going to put someone back there that could be like a very valuable, you don't want to bring up Todd Gurley's name, but a very good running back, you know, that like a three down back could be Cam Akers, uh, potentially could still be Daryl Henderson, but 
maybe running back is the way to go. Um, and maybe edge, you know, just maybe edge is the way to go just because there's always value there. You get a guy like Josh Pascal, uh, uh, or D'Angelo Malone, maybe, or Amari Barno. doesn't feel so crazy. And if you're just going to develop a guy, maybe you get ready to part with Rob Havenstein and you do draft Kellen Deesh. You know, it's like there are so many ways here for the Rams, I think, to go. If this is the board, I'm sure a lot of these players will be on the board when the Rams are picking. And then what do you do? You know, I guess when you really see all the names, the job becomes a little bit harder, doesn't it, than uh, what we judge them for. So uh, check out TurfShowTimes.com and uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel for more uh the draft is just one week away and uh, i'm kenneth arthur follow trip show times on twitter bye